There was an idea. Stark knows this. Called the Avengers Initiative. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people. See if they could become something more. See if they could work together when we needed them to. To fight the battles that we never could. Phil Coulson died still believing in that idea. Not anymore. <laughs> Possibly. What a development. What a development. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Guys Who Law. I'm Jesse. I'm Andrew. We have a special guest with us as well who we're going to introduce in a second. The reason this is we're talking about this because as, as of this broadcast, there was breaking news that came down yesterday. And no, it's not Epstein. No, it's not Trump. It's something I think that affects us even more. There is a strong possibility that since there appears to be breakdown of negotiations between Disney and Sony, that Spider-Man will no longer appear in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's the fear. That's what's happening. And we have to break it all down today. And who better to break it down with than the senior editor of the Mary Sue... Rachel Leishman. Welcome, Rachel. Hello. So Matt, so everybody who doesn't know the Mary Sue, yes. Mary Sue is a uh, geek girl website. Is that mm -hmm. a good way to explain it? Where they cover movies, TV shows, but from... Uh, you explain it. Uh, so basically, we got tired of being questioned about superheroes and geeky things. So we talk about everything from politics to geek culture, but through a female lens. So uh, for me, this is very hard. Because I love Peter Parker with my whole heart. I just want to start with how you're feeling. Because yeah. when this news broke, it's over the entire internet. Everybody's talking about it. Twitter's going insane right now. Mm -hmm. Just to give you an idea, Sony stock has dropped. People are going crazy. It's anarchy out there. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm upset because uh, I tweeted this whole thing about it. Because for me, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Peter Parker, is my favorite and the best version of that character, because I think Tom Holland actually understands that Peter Parker and Spider-Man are the same character, but also two different entities in a way. And so I'm very nervous if Sony has their hands on it and Disney can't really say anything about him. And uh, it's been a whole wild ride on Twitter the last 16 hours or whatever it's Look, been. We should start from the beginning. We're yeah. gonna start from the beginning from literally back in the 90s, talk about what's happening now, talk about outcomes, and maybe solutions, maybe what we can do to fix this, and people might uh, listen to it. Maybe, so we, maybe we can solve the Spider-Man problem. Maybe we can be the team. We can be the, we can be the team that comes together, a group of lawyers. The and, lawyer, the, and the, me. The, the Lawyers Initiative. Yes. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Abrams Media Initiative. I've studied more for this than I did some law school exams. I love it's this. It's pretty complicated, oh, I was actually. up till like 2 in the morning researching what was going on. Yeah, it, and it didn't feel like research. Okay, so let's go back to the 90s, okay? So Marvel Comics was kind of having some financial trouble, and they said, we got to make some big deals here. And what they decided to do is they sold the Spider-Man rights, the film rights, to Sony for $7 million. Yeah, a very low amount. So, so Marvel created Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, let's start there. Yeah, Marvel created Spider-Man, and then they were having some financial issues. So they said, what can we do to make some money quickly? Sell off Spider-Man. 
sell it, give Spidey to somebody else. At the time, it was a great idea. They also sold off the Fantastic Four and X Men to Fox, Fox, and that was a great thing. They sold it there. So then, that, now that was back in the nineties. So Sony owned Sony owned Spider Man yeah. from then on. Now fast forward to two thousand two. We have the Spider-Man trilogy that starts with uh, Tobey Maguire. It then goes into 2004 and 2007. First, Rachel, I'm curious. Did you like that trilogy? I liked uh, the first two. Yeah. So I liked uh, Spider-Man, and then I liked Spider-Man 2, which has like Doc Ock and that whole wonderful nonsense. Uh, I don't necessarily like Tobey Maguire. I just like that those brought Spider-Man onto the big screen and I got to... I, that was like the first midnight premiere I think I ever went to with my older brother. Like, we went and saw Spider-Man together. So I have a soft spot for it. I don't right. think they're... I think better movies have been made since they've come out. Was the third one the one with Venom? Yeah. The, yeah, the dark the Spider-Man? Mess. Yes. Yeah. Are you just... I think you're upset because Tobey Maguire's an ugly crier. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, he is. He's a very ugly crier. He almost has James Vanderbeek beat, but... Oh. I think uh, that he was too old. The, the problem is that Peter Parker, up until Tom Holland, has always been like 30-year-old men right. trying to play a teenager. So it's very rarely worked. And uh, he was a good Spider-Man. I don't think he was a good Peter Parker. So, so if we take a step back... Well, just to let you know, yeah, yeah. those movies were an incredible success. Yeah, yeah, and if you take like those movies, those initial Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies were the first movies that are part of this like new phase of super superhero movies. Like They, right. they started it off. Yeah. Well, I no, mean, well, because Batman was still Batman Begins. No, the, that was two thousand five. Um, Schumacher ones were still kind of new-ish in two thousand. George Clooney, you mean? Yeah, those well, were like the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Superman in the nineteen seventies, then Batman. You had Blade, who it yeah, was in Blade the late nineties. But yeah, about. but but yeah. Spider Man, I think, started the conversation with, well, wait a second, superhero movies are doing really well because then you fast forward to two thousand eight. And that's when the first Iron Man was released, which I still think could be, if not the best, one of the best uh, movies in the whole cinematic universe. And, and to kind of just give you this is kind of a side note here, like some background on how that, that happened, like with Marvel launching Iron Man, is uh, Kevin Feige was a, like a deputy at Marvel at the time, and they were looking at what they owned, and they they owned like a bunch of different main characters in the Avengers, but they didn't own Spider-Man still. But Kevin Feige was like, you know, maybe we can launch with a less known character, Iron Man, and eventually, you know, lead this into an Avengers film. So that's that's how it got going. They weren't that big at the time. Right. He's like yeah. a 33-year-old guy at the time. Why did they pick him, right? Why? Iron Man? Well, no, 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 no. Kevin Fe Fe Is it Feige? 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 He was, uh, I, don't, I don't remember his exact title when he was at Marvel, but he was like a big deal at Marvel, and he had already done... Uh, like he had talked, he did stuff with the X Men movies. Right. And he was like a fanboy. Yeah. But what really happened, like Fahey, like kind of started to kick it off, but it was Favreau who was like, "No, I love Iron Man, and Robert Downey Jr. is perfect for the part." And like they fought to get that movie made because obviously no one wanted to put Robert Downey Jr. in a movie right. in right. 2008. But we all know how that turned out. Yeah, it was an amazing success. It's fine now. But like back then was like a huge deal. So what ends up happening is as if unless you've been living under uh, a rock <laughs> or the moon that Thanos threw at Iron Man, little in Infinity War uh, <laughs> reference right there. <clears throat> Those movies have been incredibly successful since 2008. I mean, every one of them, the Captain America ones, the Thor, the Iron Man, the Avengers. And you fast forward then to 2015 and to go back to the clip that you put forward, there was this idea. How do we get Spider-Man, who's a beloved character, 
into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But there was something that happened before then because Sony, before even this happened, Sony tried to reboot the Spider-Man series after the Tobey Maguire movies. Rachel, how'd that go? Listen, I don't mind the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I don't either. Movies. I don't think they're I that, hate bad. Them. They're not that bad. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. He's a really good Peter Parker. Like, no, he's, he's a bad not. Spider-Man, but he's a good Peter Parker. No, well, no, he's not. He was acting too cool, like this hipster cool guy that was like really good looking. That's and more like okay. No, no, <laughs> no. I don't hate those movies. I hate Spider-Man three. But more than I hate either of those movies. I agree. I think I think Andrew Garfield like kind of made the character a little relatable. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. By mumbling his yeah. way through two movies. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. yeah. My gosh, let me tell you something. Did those movies do well? Like in in comparison to the other three movies that came before or the Marvel movies, did they do really well? No, they didn't do. They didn't do that well. No, that's why. That's, that's why, why the, next, the MCU yeah. has. <laughs> Spider-Man or had right. So what happens is they make these movies, these standalone movies. So, Sony has control. So Sony made those movies, yeah. Right, yeah. it's great. They have these movies. They're not doing well. Now there's this idea. Marvel Cinematic Universe is doing incredibly well. Back in 2009, Disney buys Marvel for about four billion dollars because they realize how much money they can make of it. By the way, Disney's incredible because they also bought Star Wars. They buy Marvel, and re- recently they bought Fox, and now they own the rights to X-Men and the Fantastic Four. We'll get into that in a minute. Now there's this idea, how do we put Spider-Man into the MCU? And Sony and Disney enter into an agreement in 2015. And why this is, it's advantageous for both parties. Because Sony needs to give new life to Spider-Man. Right. They, they just had two horrible movies, like, like apparently, you know, allegedly horrible nope. movies come out. Horrible. That didn't do well. Jury decided. And they need to breathe a new life into, into the Spider-Man franchise. And Marvel has built up this you know, massive universe, but they see a lot of advantages to adding, like, you know, a fresh new Spider-Man um, into the team and bringing kind of that, that youth to the team and, and humor. Now, the way... I and love Rachel- Captain America Civil War so much because of Peter Parker and all those little scenes. Well, well we're going to get to that because the deal that they enter into is this kind of licensing agreement yeah. where Sony will finance standalone Spider-Man movies that are part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe 100%. They're going to pay for all of the production costs, mm. which means they get all of the profits, except Marvel got 5% of the first dollar gross. That's really 5% of the ticket sales from the first day. It's a lot of money, but considering this is a, uh, you, you know, Marvel is the creative uh, beacon of this. They're producing these movies. You think that's a good deal or a bad deal? It's good because those movies ended up each grossing over a billion dollars. How much was Marvel? Re- how much was Disney really making off of that, though? Disney was. I mean, it was good for Sony. Sony sorry. Great for Sony. But Disney also made bank off of Peter Parker in regards to like Infinity War and Endgame, Captain America: Civil War a little bit, but more so those two. Well, so, so, yeah, so just, just to take a step back to give the people an idea of like, besides the financial part of this deal, the core of it is that Sony is giving. The right it's licensing the rights for Marvel to use Spider-Man in their ensemble movies, so yeah. they're in their Avenger movies. Sony still has the rights to use Spider-Man in its own standalone movies. Yes, because yeah. well, Sony think, did Into I the think, Spider-Verse. Yes, but I think also it's not like they just couldn't use Peter Parker in a live action. That's what the problem was with Venom. Like they couldn't bring Tom Holland into Venom, if I understood it correctly, because I think... Marvel still, or like Disney still had a say over what movies he could be Some in. Some like exclusivity for ensemble movies. Yes. Yeah. Or like 
basically a, another person could not play right. Spider-Man in a movie, but you could do the animated Peter B. Parker in Into the Spider-Verse. Right, and Marvel still retained the merchandising rights for Spider-Man, so all those little action figures you see, the lunch boxes, that's all that's all Disney. That's all Marvel. And so it seemed like a pretty good deal because first of all the audience is benefiting. The reason is I remember, Rachel, do you remember the first time we saw Spider-Man in Civil War? It was a trailer that was dropped. I remember this. The internet went insane because at the very end of the Civil War trailer, which is an amazing movie where you have two different sides of superheroes fighting each other, you hear Captain America, uh, you hear Iron Man make a reference as Underoos, and all of a sudden, Spider-Man swings into a Marvel movie at the end of the trailer and goes, hey guys, what'd you think about that? <laughs> I... I like it a lot because I, I love that whole sequence when you see Spider-Man kind of like I like Tony going to his aunt's house and all that kind of stuff. But I really, really, really like the whole fight scene because it is so Peter Parker trying to fight because he gets so excited about like the technology behind things. So like he like looks at Bucky Barnes's arms like, oh, my God, what is your arm, sir? And he's like talking. And Falcon just is like, no one should talk this much in a fight. And he's like celebrity crushing on people while he's fighting them. Yeah. And like the Captain America. Like, it's so fun. And then I remember watching that movie in a theater in Williamsburg and some, like, when Cap goes, where are you from, kid? And he's like, Queens. Like, half of the theater screamed and then he said Brooklyn and the other half screamed. I was like, first of all, we're all implants. Like, none of us are from here. We literally are, we're in Williamsburg. No one is from New York, yet we all were like, yeah, Brooklyn and Queens. And, like, (laughs) screaming in that movie. Like, it's, I was so cool and I loved it. And I was so happy to see Spider-Man, like, actually be Spider-Man and be a child on screen mm-hmm. and not a, a 30-year-old man being sassy. Listen, I mean, the casting of Tom Holland was huge. He uh-huh. is incredible. Just an incredible actor in general. And you have to imagine the success of Civil War was in part from Spider-Man's entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, hit part of his contract, he was signed on for multiple movies. And he ends up being not only in Civil War, but he ends up being in the two other Avengers movies. And now he has these standalone films, Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home. Now, again, as we said, Sony is going to pay for all the costs of those two standalone movies. They get the profits, basically, and and Marvel gets a little slice, but not really. That if the movie, the latest movie, the Far From Home movie, didn't cross a billion dollars... Sony would automatically get the film rights back to Spider-Man. It made over, what, $1.1 billion to even surpass Skyfall, um, which is huge. I mean, I think it blew past everybody's expectations about how well this Spider-Man movie did. And then this is when the problems happen, because when people are starting to make money and they start realizing how much potential there is, this is what happens. So let's go into exactly what happened Uh, Last night, apparently what we didn't know is negotiations were going on for a while between Sony and Disney about the future of the Spider-Man films. Now, before we even get to that, do you want to explain, Rachel, what happened story wise with Spider-Man? Why it's such a big deal that there's a conflict happening right now? Yeah. So uh, unlike apparently a lot of fans I've learning on the Internet, uh, I liked the Spider-Man storyline because it basically had Tony Stark being, like, his mentor and kind of, like, teaching him how to be a superhero. Um, and so that was, like, a really big part of the standalone movies as well as the Avengers team-up movies to the point where Avengers Endgame features uh, Tony Stark trying to get back a dusted Peter Parker because in Infinity War, Thanos 
dusts half of the population. And by the way, a lot of spoilers here. Yeah. You haven't seen the movies yeah. yet. Yeah. Oops. Uh, so Peter Parker was dusted in Infinity War, and so all of Endgame is Tony Stark realizing that he needs to find a way to bring Peter Parker back because it's like his pseudo-son. So the movie ends with Tony Stark having to sacrifice his life for the entire universe after having brought back Peter Parker. So then Spider-Man Far From Home is all about Peter kind of dealing with taking on the mantle of Iron Man as well as understanding his life without his mentor and father figure, Tony Stark. So the idea that now Sony could potentially not be able to mention any of that and then the Marvel Cinematic Universe just kind of has a Spider-Man shaped well, hole. What happens at the end of the movie? Of Sp- oh, Far From Home. Yeah, this far is from the big home. this is the big cliffhanger. Guys, uh so Mysterio, who if you don't know the comic, or haven't seen the movie, don't know, is a, a villain who uses illusions to kind of trick people into thinking he like thinking other things in their brains, whatever. In this movie, he uses Stark technology to basically turn Spider-Man into what people can perceive as a villain through this video that he releases to J.J. Jameson, or J. Jonah Jameson, sorry, who um, is still played by J.K. Simmons. But uh, in the video, he outs that Spider-Man is Peter Parker Mm -hmm. and that he is a villain. So it is a cliffhanger that is basically like Spider-Man is screwed and everyone has to kind of figure out where what's happening with Spider-Man. So bottom line is there is all these loose threads. Spider-Man's at the center of it. He's supposed to be leading the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, almost going to be like the new Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. A lot's riding on him. And then all of a sudden, this news drops last night and everyone's in an uproar. So what I was saying was apparently Sony and Disney were in negotiations for a while about the future. According to reports, now this is unverified, this is just based upon what's been happening, one of the terms that uh, Sony and Disney could not come to agreement with is how are they going to finance this in the future. According to, according to what we've seen, Disney proposed doing a 50-50 split where they put up half the cost of production, but then they get half of the profits. Sony says, that's absolutely ridiculous. We are not going to agree to that. And they couldn't meet in the middle. At the same time, Sony released a statement saying that what the big issue is Kevin Feige, that he is now being, his time is being split between multiple commitments. He's supposed to be launching phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's supposed to be overseeing the Disney Plus streaming service. And, you know, to now focus him on Spider-Man, it's a lot to do. And so that's a big issue as well. The bottom line is, and what everybody sees, that this is a fight over money. And so the first question I have is, and apparently negotiations have broken down. And the reason this is a big problem is because the worst case scenario is that the film rights revert back to Sony, meaning Tom Holland and Spider-Man in general can no longer appear in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That means you are taking the Spider-Man character out of all of those stories from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And even worse means that if Sony were to create a standalone movie with Tom Holland or insert them into their own movies, like the Venom movie that's coming out or the Morbius movie, does that mean that they can't mention anything from the Marvel Cinematic Universe? And so people who are just thinking about a great story and enjoying a time at the movies are freaking out. I am included in that. Rachel's included in that. I'm, I'm freaking out too. Amba, our producer, hasn't seen anything, and she's just surprised that Tony Stark died. But you, but you know why? Because the because why these these new 
uh, Spider-Man movies, Far From Home and Homecoming, have been so compelling, partly is because of its tie-ins with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. The relationship between Spider-Man and Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. I think it's very compelling for people. And, and I think there's a danger, Rachel, you tell me, who else could lead the Marvel Cinematic Universe in that way? That if, if you take Spider-Man out, and we're talking about the worst case scenario, now they're left without a, a Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you can say, hey, they did it for so long. They went from 2008 to 2016 without it. But no, you've introduced him, mm -hmm. and he's part of so many storylines, so who else could lead the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Who, Rachel? I, I'm, who? I'm, who could do it? I mean, I think Captain Marvel, but also... That's um, not a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> no, she's great. But. I also think they're going to, if this doesn't work itself out which i think it will i think this is all a publicity stunt to be quite honest how do you think that because i think they wanted to get tom holland into venom and so i think this was marvel and sony's way of being like cool we'll make it look like a big deal get him in venom and then when we want him in a team up it'll be another big deal because we get him back and i think it was just a way to i think I, it's too, they couldn't just say we'll put him in venom no i think it's too kind of like no one is too upset at either sony or disney about it to, it's raising red flags to me. Well, well, wait a second. Who's the bad guy in this? Who are people viewing as the bad guy? Because Jeremy Renner came forward and blamed Sony. People are saying, well, Disney's being greedy. The other side of it is, is no. I mean, Sony was in a, what you, Disney, you could argue, was in a, like, they could have done better in their deal. They got 5% of the first day sales for putting up these movies. I mean, they didn't put any of the costs up, so now they want to try and be even. Who's right? Who's wrong? I mean, I personally think Sony is being greedy, and I've watched one of my favorite characters get destroyed twice i don't want it to happen to my favorite version of this character at the same time i think jeremy renner calling to action to like take on sony is hilarious to me because he tagged all of the avengers in this instagram post and was like we have to defend spider-man for stan lee and i'm like calm down jeremy renner like it'll be fine like this was just a, a endgame was a movie like, yeah like chill. i was like <laughs> Jeremy Renner, calm down. Your character killed a bunch of people of color in that movie. I need you to go sit somewhere. Like, <laughs> calm down. He also killed those demon dogs or whatever those things were from Thanos. Yeah, like, oh, the, like yeah. the Demogorgon dog yeah. things. But like, I think it's just kind of a bunch of a hot mess. And the problem is that Sony is like, well, we had success with two Spider-Man movies. We're doing well. You're not doing well. You got lucky with Venom because Venom is a hot mess, but it was a fun hot mess. So everyone clung to this weird relationship between Eddie Brock and Venom mm -hmm. and fell in love with the fact that they were in love with each other. I agree. It wasn't like exactly a good movie, but no. it was very enjoyable to watch. It was garbage. Yeah, uh, like, no, it was garbage. Let's call it what it was. We'll text <laughs> each other. I caught us because like that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. What's in my that? Life. Like Venom literally like Eddie is falling from a thing and Venom goes, I caught us. And like catches Eddie and like brings him <laughs> back onto a window, and it is why. And part of it that's funny is that Venom just talks to him. And he's like, "Eddie, we have to go here," and like that's his whole voice the whole movie. Can we all agree that Tom that Tom Hardy also just mumbled throughout that movie yeah. as well? I mean, I don't get it. It's like these are great actors. Why? Are they, oh, and then he and he he did this like weird little strut. Oh, hey, Mrs. Uh, and like yeah. I'm like, what, what was he going was in on? a lobster tank at one yeah. point. Sony like, loves yeah. mumblers. Mum mumbler, they love mumblers. That movie is like not the movie ended up being great because people were like i don't know what this is but i'm kind of obsessed with that fact where spider-verse is a very good movie explain what that is that's the comic movie uh, yes the, so the, into the, the spider-verse is the animated movie that just won the oscar for best animated and sony produced that yes that is a sony movie written by uh uh lord miller 
And it didn't tie into the Marvel Cinematic Universe at all. No. It just t- it just brought in the idea of the multiverse and all of the different Spider-Man characters that live in different universes in the comic world. Right. And so they got to use Peter B. Parker, which is Earth-616 Peter Parker, which is kind of technically Marvel Cinematic Universe's Peter Parker. Well, uh, there's one other issue that this can raise here. I think there were plans eventually to bring Miles Mor- Morales, too, right, into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They hinted at it. So, like, in Homecoming... Miles Morales's uncle, who is Donald Glover in the movie, says, oh, I have to go, like, like my nephew Miles. And everyone was like, oh, he's talking about Miles Morales. And can you explain, like, who Miles Morales is? Yeah, so Miles Morales is a different... This is where it gets complicated. So in comic books, there's a bunch of different Earths. And in these different Earths, there's different superheroes. So I forget what his number is, but Miles Morales is in a different Earth than the 616 Peter Parker, which is the one everyone knows and has grown up with. So Miles Morales, in that universe, Peter Parker dies after Miles gets bitten by a radioactive spider, and he ends up becoming that universe's Spider-Man after Peter Parker dies. Mm -hmm. And he is like a graffiti artist who, uh, he's, I think, even younger than Peter Parker ever was. I think he's like 13, supposedly, when he becomes Spider-Man. Uh, it's great, and and that would have been fine. But I guess let's just take a step back here. So then, if Sony again, assuming negotiations break down, if Sony then retains control of all the film rights for Spider Man, does that mean that all of the Spider Man characters then go to Sony and that they can't appear in Marvel Cinematic Universe? So if you look at Homecoming, right, mm-hmm. or you look at Far From Home, which characters stay with the MCU? Which characters would go to Sony? Well, that's where it's complicated because, like, Happy Hogan is a really big part of the Spider-Man movies. Granted, so is Tony Stark, but Tony Stark is dead, so it doesn't matter anymore. that doesn't matter, yeah. And Gwyneth Paltrow didn't even know she was in that movie, so clearly Pepper Foss is not really in that movie that much. But Happy Hogan is the character that everyone's kind of like, okay, well, what happens with Happy? Like, he had a relationship with Aunt May and all that kind of stuff. I think the, uh, the what Sony and Marvel did, which is now the complicated part, is the new MJ... Her name is Michelle Jones, played by Zendaya, and she's not technically Mary Jane Watson. She's MJ, and they call her MJ, but she's her name is not Mary Jane Watson. So she's a Marvel creation, not a Sony creation. To you my get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I think Sony. She hasn't appeared in Marvel move like the MCU movies, other than the other Spider- than the Spider-Man movies. So I think she might technically like. The, yeah. Go with Sony. But but here's the problem then. Can can if I'm a viewer and I'm not following all this, right? And I is is Sony realistically going to create the third Tom Holland Spider-Man movie and act and can they just continue on with the story where he is exposed to he you know everybody knows who he is continue it on just don't include any marvel cinematic universe references don't include any marvel cinematic universe characters and then if i'm sitting in the movie theater and i'm looking at this i'm like wait what's going on here i mean realistically how could that happen well so as it is john watts who directed homecoming and far from home has two more movies with amy pascal who produced those two and tom holland Okay, so that that they team is together. Those, yes. And from what Sony said, I don't the the not mentioning MCU thing, I've not read anywhere from Sony. I've read it from other sources, but not Sony itself and Disney has not said a word about this whole thing. Yeah, by the way, what do you think about that Disney not saying anything? They they're trying to put it on Sony. 
Because if, so, if Sony's coming out first trying to put out a statement, I feel like they're looking like they're in the defensive mode. They're saying that Sony's the bad guy. Yeah. See, I yeah. saw it. So uh, what I saw was that Sony had already walked away from the table. So Sony was like, we're not budging. So now it's on Disney. So Disney is technically still in negotiation. So that's why Disney has not said a word. Sony walked. So Sony made their kind of, here's the deal. Here's what we want. If not, we're walking. Okay. And so they can comment. I don't think Disney can because I think Disney is still trying to figure it out. Okay, so here, here's the problem. The worst case scenario is Sony then destroys the Spider-Man movies. Uh, they destroy the image of Tom Holland by putting him in Venom, the Morbius movie. The Marvel Cinematic Universe becomes a disaster because now they have to... They've already created storylines built around the Spider-Man character, and now they're going to have to tr- figure out what to do. No Nick Fury anymore. No Nick, Nick Fury, Fury in, the, in, in the MCU, in the, uh, in the Spider-Man in the movies. Sony yeah, Spider-Man like, movies. Not, like, not, not in the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so none of that. And, and realistically... Before we get into like some options and ways that to fix this, is it possible that uh, Marvel has already made a contingency plan for this that they knew they couldn't hold on to the Spider-Man character forever, and that there might have been they might have run into this problem, and they've created alternative storylines just in case this happened? Yeah, they they do that. That's why like Marvel plays with fire a lot, but Marvel also has an overall arcing plan. So like if a movie like okay, Thor Ragnarok's a really good example. That was like, no one knew that that movie was going to become a fan favorite like it did. They let him play with it because they knew that the Thor movies weren't doing well. And so they gave it to Taika and it went off. And if you look at how Phase 4 is currently lined up, there are no big like meetup movies. It's all laying the groundwork kind of how they did with the first phase of Marvel. You mean individual standalone superhero movies? So I think that they knew like hey if this doesn't work out and we're gonna have to figure out spider-man coming back somewhere down the line we can do all these standalone movies and kind of lead sony how we want them to take spider-man so if we ever take him back that's true because it will probably be a while before they need him to come back anyway unless he's doing a cameo in a movie yeah they don't really like need him for sure yet until that big ensemble movie so yeah if sony let's say well they had a third movie planned with him well, here's what I think. I think it's this is truly just so that they could be like, Sony, here's what we want. Make these movies. You take the full profit. We cannot take on the brunt of this right now. You guys make these two movies. Because they keep saying, Fahi laid down the groundwork. So if he laid down the groundwork, I think they basically were like, here's what we want these two movies to be. You guys make them. We trust John Watts. We trust Amy Pascal. Like, make the movies. We can't. Be, we can't make them. So then it... But can they use the characters then in those two movies? Maybe. Like, I I think... Okay, so D23 is this weekend. What's that? D23 is the Disney Expo that, like, announces all the Disney stuff coming out. I have a really... I feel like something's going to come out at D23 about this. Well, I mean, the timing of it's interesting. But real quick, do you think that Sony with Amy Pascal and John Watts and Tom Holland, they could create a good movie without Kevin Feige? I I believe in John Watts, yes. Okay. Because John Watts is the, like, visionary behind, like, making Tom Holland that Spider-Man that, like... Right. I remember watching the scene in Homecoming where the ceiling is falling down on Spider-Man, and he's in his, like, really bad suit, and he's, like, crying, and yeah, he's just kind of saying they're going, come on, Spider-Man. And I sat there, and for the first time, I started crying during a Spider-Man movie, and I didn't know why, and I was like, oh, because I'm watching a 15-year-old kid try and be a superhero, and he can't do it. Right. And that was all John Watts. Like, yeah, Fahey was there, but John yeah. Watts wrote and directed that movie. Okay. 
so nobody wants this. Let's just call it yeah. what it is. Nobody wants this. Everybody wants yeah. everything to stay status quo. Let's talk about some options and things that could happen here. Number one, they could go back to the negotiating table. 50-50 is not working here. Do you think that they could go to something where, you know, Disney agrees or Sony agrees to 70-30, 60-40? phase it in that it, it eventually will get to 50-50, but it starts a little lower. And you think you think they've come to that idea? They haven't. I don't, I, it's probably been thrown out there because Marvel and Disney are the position. You wouldn't have gotten here without our creative control. Look what we created for this. And right. Sony's like, well, we own the rights. Like we we well, own the rights. We are Spider Man. We we put up all the costs. <laughs> we you, your movie. We made, produced all of it. Yeah. It's our okay. So Mar Disney's an interesting position because like they're not saying we don't have the money to make this movie. We can split this with you 50-50. But what's Sony's incentive to do that? They're just going to keep they're going to lose money. I mean, what they, would they, Sony's incentive be to take a 50-50 split? Let me tell you what the incentive is cuz then they can still get inclusion of Spider-Man in some of the other movies, which makes it more interesting to see the standalone Spider-Man movies. You're saying so, putting Sony putting Spider-Man in the Venom movie and the Morbius movie. No, no, putting if they come to a What's deal, Sony's uh, Sony's advantage? Sony's advantage to joining with to making a deal with Marvel, you mean? Yeah, to what's the 50-50 split? Why would Tony ever take that? The what he's saying, Spider-Man yeah. could be in the overarching Marvel Cinematic Universe so people care about the standalone films and they want to know what's happening with Peter Parker. Yeah. So it, it, it will create a bigger pie for the stand for the mar, for the Sony standalone films. But from and I'm not a financial expert. Aren't they losing money in that deal? They're gonna lose money either way because no one trusts Sony after what they've done to Peter Parker as a character. They might they might lose money too by getting out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. They can't include those storylines. No, but what I'm saying is 50-50. If they went from 100% of the profits, 100% financing, to then 50-50. They're losing but, money. Well, but, but, the well, alternative, it, you're saying the alternative it's, is death. It's, it's all relative, though, because it's 50-50 of maybe cost. a larger pie. Maybe. Maybe it's 50-50 because we're talking about 50-50 cost, but it's also the more important part is 50-50 yeah. of the profits. Okay. If profits are a bigger pie, then 50-50 could be better. You know? Okay. Um, that's one option, that they just go back to the negotiating table. Another option is what would happen to Tom Holland here? You know, th there was an idea of couldn't if Tom Holland walks away, what happens? But I don't think he can walk away. I don't, I don't know. know his contract, but I would yeah. assume his contract is with I'm Sony. Not. Yeah, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm thinking Tom Holland, can he is his contract with Sony? Or is his contract with Marvel? Because if his if it's to appear in films only that Sony retains the rights to and produces, then he has no choice unless he wants to break his contract, and that's a whole disaster. To to appear, he has no choice but to appear in those Sony Would movies. It be two, do you think he has two contracts? One for the standalone movies with Sony, with a contract with Sony, and then for the Avengers movie, since Marvel produced those, he has a contract with Marvel. I wouldn't put that past Marvel because Marvel's contracts are wildly insane because it's like i think technically like side characters have like nine contract deals so like sebastian stan i think with as bucky barnes has a nine movie contract deal and he's been in like four mm. so he has five full movies still to play bucky barnes at almost 40 years old when like and so i wouldn't put it past marvel to put that on tom holland yeah. so that they could technically still use tom holland as like night monkey or whatever that yeah. character was in what, far from home well but the thing is is like, <laughs> like coming yeah, up that, that, that was a weird thing but no the, the the thing is there's really no way that tom holland could break his contract legally unless you say you know he uh if it was entered into in a fraudulent manner he thought he was always going to be working for the marvel cinematic universe and that's something he's i don't see any way of him getting out of that 
And the reason I'm saying that is if he were to play hardball and say, listen, I'm with the, I'm with Marvel. I'm with Disney. I'm not going to appear in this. And he plays hardball. The other thing is Sony would be like, all right, we'll just recast them, even but though I that's a terrible idea. I don't think he is. OK, so here's here's my conspiracy theory. Sorry, listeners. Uh, so D23, as I said, is this weekend. Robert Downey Jr. is being honored. It's a really big deal. It happens like every other year. Everyone in the Disney universe goes. Tom Holland is going to Philly. Like, I'm going to see him in Philadelphia this weekend. So when it was announced, I was really confused because this was two weeks prior to any of this happening. And I was like, okay, well, why isn't Tom Holland at D23? That seems like it's a big deal and he should be there. I think Marvel's going to come up with some weird half-baked plan about Spider-Man and be like, right now he's Sony's, he's not ours. So mm. that's why Tom Holland is not there, and I think he's under contract by Sony. Wow. Because otherwise, he would be at D23 if he was under contract by Disney. Okay. Well, that's That was my question, too. Like, who's his contract with, Sony or Disney? I, I think it's with Sony. It would have to be with Sony, especially because, like, there are people who are literally, like, not really even in Marvel movies who end up at D23 because they're on contract by Disney. And how did that tie into the Avengers movies, then? They, they, Sony licensed the rights to Tom Holland for the Avengers movies? Well, was, uh, I, I think it was a Sony... He's entering into a contract where it's a Sony financed production. It's a Marvel character. It's the same thing. It, it, it's but at the end of the day, he's part of the Sony film rights. That's what I think. And and if Sony thinks that they could just recast him, that's not going because they are literally they care about Tom Holland Spider Man. That's what brought in a billion dollars. I think to, I think just how this pans out. No matter what happens, if Sony loses, if, if Marvel loses the rights on Spider Man. Tom Holland is still going to be Spider-Man. Oh, they're he, not getting rid of Tom Holland. He, like, does, he doesn't want to give this to I'm saying if he doesn't want to do it. But oh, then again, no. He'll do it no matter it. what. He'll do it because he loves Spider-Man. But also, like, he has a fan base that is, they find his name. You don't even have to tag him on Twitter. And they have found the tweets. And they are viral. Like, Sony's not giving that up. They'll okay. give him as much money as he wants to keep Tom Holland in that role. Okay, so that's that doesn't seem like a realistic option. So you have negotiating Tom Holland... This is another interesting one that I've seen around the internet, and I'm curious what you think about it. Either Disney buys the rights from Sony, the, the Spider-Man film rights from Sony, mm. or they say, what the heck? We're Disney. We're worth, what, $240 billion. Let's just buy the entire Sony corporation. Realistic? I mean, yeah, they just did it to Fox. They wanted the X-Men and Fantastic Four they let Dark Phoenix fail, and then that's what they did. But I think it's a little different in this scenario because Sony is also a company with like hardware, like PlayStation. Um, they own some. Yeah, it, but Disney doesn't have that, so Disney could be like, I mean, that's a good ad addition to well, the it could be. It's Disney whether, it's, umbrella. It's whether they want to get into that business or not. Um, and plus, this would have to be approved by the Department of Justice for antitrust concerns. For antitrust yeah. laws. Yeah. I also think, from a creative standpoint, what I think they could and maybe are trying to do which again i still think this is a publicity it's not i don't think 90 percent of this is going to happen in this way just because it's too nonchalant for me like it's rubbing me the wrong way i think because a lot of people have wanted it that this might be a ploy for sony to try and make a live action miles morales movie and be like well you know what we'll do miles morales we will sell the rights to peter parker to marvel and let them take the Peter Parker storyline and the Peter Parker character, and we will make Miles Morales movies. You mean Miles Morales and Venom and Morbius? Yes. Would people care about that? Yes. 
Miles Morales is arguably a no, bigger no, deal. No, now. what I mean is, would people be bothered by others? Now there's two versions of Spider-Man no. in theaters. No, I think they would like that, honestly. Yeah, and Miles Morales is arguably the bigger character right now. Mm-hmm. People care more about Miles Morales. He's a man of color. He's a kid who's like cool, tr- understands the importance of wearing the mask. And what is bothering me about the situation is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. This whole thing was anyone can wear the mask. That was the whole storyline. Was that like it doesn't have to be Peter Parker. It's all about the Spider-Man title and being Spider-Man and understanding what that means. So for them to make such a big deal about Peter Parker after saying that makes me feel like Sony still doesn't understand that character. And it is rubbing me the wrong way and it makes me really nervous about what they're going to do to Tom Holland's Peter Parker if they're willing to just throw away a movie that did really well, that people loved, just so that they can still have control over Peter Parker. Well, this is the fourth option if they don't want to buy the actual company. or I think the most realistic option is if they really can't come to an agreement on what you know how they're going to split it, I think they just buy back the film rights. Because what? Sony's not going to sell the film rights? Disney can pay whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Disney can pay. It's Disney. They can pay whatever Sony's asking for. But... It'd be interesting because if so, if Disney comes forward and puts off the offer to buy back to buy the film rights, then the advantage is in Sony's court because if they're saying, "Well, wait a second, if they're willing to shell out all this money for the film rights, we're going to play even bigger hardball hardball on it." But it's not just Spider Man too. There are other characters like Venom. Do they need to sell the rights for that? Well, also? no, that would be the under the Spider Man umbrella. Venom well, is that's, a spider. That's true. Yeah. They, right. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. We'll be under everything. Well, but yeah. that's why like their their agreement was already weird because like they couldn't technically use like the big Spider-Man villains. That's why they used like Vulture and Mysterio and stuff because they couldn't use the Green Goblin or Venom or I guess Sandman's technically a big one, but like any character that was originally in a Sony movie, I don't think they could really. Oh, use. that's interesting. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Well, that's why they're. That's why, like, it's not Mary Jane Watson stuff. I think there's, like, some weird thing in that contract where they basically got Peter Parker and then, like, other characters and not well, really the ones that we have known for years. Well, here's the the other option is what could we do? And if there's a big <laughs> enough of a backlash where you get a, a million, millions of people to sign a petition saying we will not view a Sony-created uh, move standalone film – would Sony care about that? Would Disney care about it? I mean, at the end of the day, we're the reason why Spider-Man made a billion dollars. So Sony at the end already of, cares. So, 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 so Sony would Sony would care about it, I think, more in that scenario because they own the rights to Spider-Man. It's their, it's their movie still, even if someone's sharing in the profits, they, they have the rights to Spider-Man. It's their movie. They're producing it. And Sony already cares. That's why Sony yeah. released those tweets saying, like, oh... It's Fahey, it's not us because and but everyone knew. They're like, You're throwing Kevin Fahey under the bus when Kevin Fahey is went out of his way to get Peter Parker into the MCU. Yeah. Exclusively because you don't want people to push back at you guys when we already know you messed up Spider Man multiple times. So I think Sony has a really big problem on their hands. And they're trying to, like, mediate it, and it's not working because everyone has already been through the ringer with Sony. Well, well, you have to look at Sony from the other perspective. They agreed to put Spider-Man into the MCU because they realized how big that it was going to be for them and also for the fan base. And mm-hmm. also, look, they're not wrong. They bought the rights back in the 90s before any of this happened. Uh, they're just in the position where why should we give up so much money after we just made a billion? I mean, they didn't make a billion, but the movie made a billion, uh, 1.1 billion. And so the question is, is like, are they really that bad? They're a company who's trying to focus on the bottom line. The, the other thing is, is if you do have such a strong response from the community, I'm thinking that might be the way to do it. That's the only thing that we could do. 
Um, we don't know the inner workings of those contracts and the negotiations, mm-hmm. but if you, the response, we're the, we're, we're the customers and that's it. Yeah. Right now, like it's been trending for almost a full day now. This is save Spider-Man and like Sony's over party and stuff like that. Cause people are mad at Sony. Yeah. Are they not going to buy PlayStation five as a result of it? First it was the interview being leaked. Now it's Spider-Man. Oh yeah. Sony's that doing, was Sony, right? Yeah. Sony. Someone did tweet, uh, someone get North Korea to get Sony to like <laughs> figure out their, their, what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually really funny. Look, the, the, the biggest shame would be if this doesn't work out. Imagine Spider-Man not being part of the MCU and they just, you know, he could have been part hanging out with the X-Men or the Fantastic Four. The Deadpool storyline is what's going to be the worst. Cause I, I honestly am like, look, they kind of wrapped it up where like every character that he had really important interactions with who Peter Parker, sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, it was over. But they finally got the rights to Deadpool, and everyone's like, yes, we're going to get Spidey Pool. Like, Spider-Man and Deadpool are going to talk to each other. And then they're like, just kidding. We're taking Spider-Man back. Do you know what's interesting? If this if this whole thing happened before Far From Home uh, was created, would we have been in the same position? Because it kind of wrapped up everything nicely with Spider-Man at the end of Endgame. He was going to continue on with his life, and that was that. We didn't need – it's because of Far From Home. I don't necessarily think it's changed much because – there could be. I'm. I'm less concerned about the individual Spidey movies than that Spider-Man can't be included in the ensemble uh, Avengers movies because the individual movies, like Spider-Man, goes off his own and in, into his neighborhood. Like there might have been the occasional reference to Tony Stark. Like if, if Happy wasn't in a movie, like I think we'd still be okay. But, but he's now part of that whole storyline. Well, yeah. But here, okay. With that though, with the like. Peter Parker being the next Tony Stark, I think that's also a part of home or far from home that you can interpret differently. Like I didn't interpret it as him being Tony Stark. I interpreted it as him recognizing that he, the world needed a hero and he needed to be a hero. Not necessarily that he needed to be a tech genius who wore glass. Like, yeah, there was the scene References that destroyed that. me where he like literally looks like Tony Stark and yeah. pulls his arm and has the computer like Tony did or flip the wrench and stuff. Like that was cool. Yeah. Like I was like, but to me that was more like, Oh, he like spent so much time with Tony. He's like acting like Tony Stark. I don't think he necessarily needs to be the next Tony Stark. I think Riri Williams is a perfect person to put in that role. I think that's Tony Stark's daughter. No, nope. Riri Williams <laughs> is Ironheart, who is a 15 year old black girl from New York who gets into MIT at 15 mm-hmm. and becomes like the next Iron Man kind of. She's oh, that's awesome. a ca- that's a character's name. Yeah, I you she an is okay. amazing. Like Riri Williams is a really cool character. And I think a lot of people want that to be the next Iron Man anyway, like kind of right. get Ironheart in there. Mm-hmm. And so I think Marvel is looking at all their other options being like, cool, like we love Peter Parker. We want Peter Parker in these movies. But if you want to make the standalone movies, we can come to an, a different negotiation for getting him in like meetups as long as you're following a storyline that we can incorporate. <sighs> wow. It's a lot to digest. Lots to digest. <laughs> lot to think oh. about. Um, honestly, when we came up with this idea that we were going to talk about this the night before, I knew by the time we were recording, there was going to be a lot of development. So who knows what's going to happen in the next few days, the next few weeks, next few months. I just hope it works out because things have been great with the MCU. I mean, fantastic to mess it up. I get it. I get both sides. I totally do. When you have such a valuable property and this movie just crossed $1.1 billion, I get it. But at the same point. Come on, guys. It's the fans that matter. All right. Let's pray. (laughs) (laughs) Any final thoughts? I'm just worried about my son. 
I care about my child, Peter Parker, and or Tom Holland, nice. and I don't want him hurt in the process. No comment from him, right? Tom Holland? No, he posted a picture about him being in some car. But that's it. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's. You think he knew about this weeks before, you're saying? They told him not to say anything, I bet. Uh, yeah, I'm really interested to hear what's going to happen this weekend when I'm at that panel. Because no big questions. That's no in New York, questions. right? No, it's in Philly. So oh, I'm going Philly, down yeah. to Philly and taking a picture with Tom Holland and probably going to cry. But I kind of want to go now. Yeah, it's yeah. Good. that panel is going to be real interesting. Who else is on that panel? It's just him. Just him? So it's not. It's like just him. It's no, it's panel. like it's no. It, I mean, it's someone, other people. Someone interviews him. He talks for a little, and then fans ask questions, and that's where. Are I you going to ask him a question? If I can, I have a press pass. I don't know if I can. What are you going to gonna... ask him a question about? I don't, I might not I don't even want to ask about Spider Man. I want to ask about he was a he was in Billy Elliot. <laughs> like I would rather yeah. talk about that. Okay. All right. So we're all set. Very interesting. We'll see what goes on and maybe we'll do a second episode. Bye everybody. Thanks. Thanks, Rachel. No problem.